0: When you look at bags of dog food, you see pictures of bright carrots and juicy steaks. But when you open the bag, all you get are burnt, smelly pellets. Dog food needs some fresh thinking. Eating processed food for every meal isn't healthy. Dogs will eat anything. Just because they'll eat it, does it mean it's healthy food? This is why I love Farmer's Dog. It's real, fresh, healthy food. With whole meat and veggies, gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value, just tell them about your dog and they'll deliver personalized, vet-developed recipes for as little as $2 a day. Meals arrive in pre-portioned, ready-to-serve packs, conveniently delivered on your schedule. Dog people all across the country have ordered millions of meals from the farmer's dog. It's never been easier to invest in your dog's health with fresh food. We have partnered with Farmer's Dog for a while and have stayed loyal because of the Farmer's Dog commitment to quality always. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash D-E-U-X-U. That's 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash do you. Okay, Ferris, we're about to talk about one of my favorite things. Do you know what it is? Oh, girl. (laughs) I know. It starts with a capital D. That's DoorDash. (laughs) Did you know you can order alcohol on DoorDash? You can? (laughs) Yes. Yes, you can. And I love this about DoorDash, especially if I'm having company like on a Friday night or Thursday night and I'm working all day and I don't have time to run to the store or run to the liquor store. I can just order it on DoorDash. You can dash it. (laughs) I can dash it. Don't have to leave. Can continue working. Continue in the newsroom. Mm -hmm. Never have to leave the newsroom basically. Wow. So you can just like get that news out there at the same time as making sure your incoming guests are going to have the libations that they want. Exactly. Which is why I love DoorDash. It makes it so convenient, so seamless, so easy. I've never been let down by a DoorDash delivery. I mean, that's true. Ain't that the truth? (laughs) Beer, wine, mixers, mocktails. We love a mocktail. And more can be delivered straight to your door. So get your drinks in hand without lifting a finger with DoorDash. And use code DOYOU24 to get 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more on drinks through DoorDash, for eligible users only, terms apply. Must be 21 plus to order alcohol. Drink responsibly. Delivery and promotions available only in select markets.
1: I see with my own naked eye. I gotta cut the cord and fall away. That instinct I can justify.
0: And i has the whole did story. Did about? you
2: hear what Dumois, Dumois said? Who is it? Oh, Can you believe G. this blind item? Dumois was on that story a long time Sunday ago. Sunday means celeb sightings with I Dumois. Just DM Dumois. I cannot believe what I just read about. I need
3: more. I need to hear more. Hello, and welcome to Do You, the show where you'll hear all the latest in celeb gossip and special exclusives that are not shared on my Instagram or anywhere else. I'll be your guide into the world of celeb news, sightings, and secrets. I'm the voice of Dumois. If you've been tuning in, you know by now I'm using a voice distorter. I'll be using this voice from now on. Let me know what you think. And of course, this will not change the fact that I will be giving you all of the information I have on your favorite topics every week. This week, we're talking all things Taylor Swift. In this Swifty-led deep dive episode, we're covering everything from engagement rumors and the famous scarf to blind items and her friendship with Carly Kloss. Plus, we speculate about Taylor's re-record schedule. We discuss all of this and more with the diehard Swifties, Stephen and Liz, whom I personally selected to lead our Taylor Swift episode. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to a very special episode of Do You. This is the Taylor Swift Swifties only episode and this is the first time i'm doing anything like this so i'm really excited um i tweeted for any taylor swift fan who was interested in coming on the podcast to have a little swifty chat to respond to the tweet and i received an overwhelming number of responses so it was really really hard to choose so if all goes well um we'll do this again. But this time around, um, we have with us Liz, who is known as Producer Liz at Producer Liz on TikTok.
2: I'm Producer Liz on TikTok. I talk about PR and commentary around media and feminism. Uh, We do live shows every week with a bunch of co-hosts. We talk about... uh, you know, anti-gatekeeping and fan culture. And we try and help people who maybe are new to the Taylor Swift community or or new to these movies and shows coming out um, about the content that they love, you know, the history behind it and the fan culture that they might have missed over the past few years.
3: I love that. Um, and that's producer Liz. That's on TikTok. And our next guest is Stephen, who is at StopItSteven on TikTok.
1: Hey, guys. Um, so my boyfriend and I... Um, We started it out just to try to um, bring a little bit of awareness to our age gap relationship. He's 25 years older than me. Yeah, we're really having a great time with it, and um, I'm very happy to be here. And that's Steven with a V, not a PH like, hey, Steven.
3: (laughs) Thank you. And thank you guys for being here. I really appreciate it. Um let's get started. So what what do you guys call Taylor? Like what are we calling her? Are we calling her Tay? Are we calling her Blondie? I know some fans call her Blondie and I made a comment about that on Twitter and honestly I was just I thought it was funny that people referred to her as that but it kind of like took a turn um So what do you
2: guys refer to her as? It's so funny. I think Blondie is becoming phased out in the fan community. And and certainly it was only Blondie for quite a while. Uh, I'm cool with Taylor. Uh, I think that that's probably the most straightforward way to go.
1: Yeah, I I just call her Taylor. um, But sometimes when I'm making tweets, I do write Blondie. um, And that that definitely started when she... uh, she bleached her hair, possibly for an error that we don't know about, but I do. I, I usually just call her Taylor to my friends when discussing that.
3: Okay. I call her Tay. I don't know. Does anyone call her Tay?
2: I think especially w- in the moments where we're like, wondering like what the fuck is going on. It's like, Tay, okay, can you please okay. tell us what's going on? So maybe that's appropriate for this okay. conversation.
3: <laughs> okay. I like that. I like that. I just wanted to like make sure that I was calling her the right thing because sometimes I write Tay on um instagram and that's just honestly because i like to shorten like everyone's name um so i you know and i think it's like more personal like hey girl tay like hey um so okay let's get into it first i want to talk to you guys about something that i have not publicly spoken about yet and that is the whole scarf gate now, I don't know if you guys were following my Instagram account.
2: Are we following your Instagram account? What kind of question is that? Well, I you mean, do? When,
3: <laughs> when this happened, when the scarf the scarf incident on my account happened, and I want to just talk through like exactly what happened because I haven't spoken about this. I've gotten questions about it. I think people thought that I was bullshitting. So I'm going to try to share as much information I ca- as I can without giving up my source because my source – They were very nervous. They were very, very nervous to come forward. So obviously the All Too Well video came out. So the whole scarf was brought up back into the forefront again. In honor of All Too Well, somebody had reposted a very old post about Jake Gyllenhaal going to the uh, post office in Martha's Vineyard. And dropping. they had seen him at the post office in Martha's Vineyard, dropping off a box. And the person made a joke in the DM and said, oh my God, I wonder if the scarf was in there. And I posted this like antidote literally like two years ago and someone reposted it in honor of all too well. Well, I reposted the repost and somebody just innocently messaged me and they were like, I have the scarf. And I was like, okay, like I didn't, I was like, okay, can you prove it? So they did tell me how they obtained the scarf and I'm not allowed to say because they were very nervous about that information getting out, but they did show me a picture of the scarf and them wearing the scarf. And then they showed, and then they showed me other evidence of how they obtained the scarf. Okay. So I posted on my Instagram, I said, I, you know, somebody has the scarf, they want to get it back to Taylor. Can somebody please connect me with somebody on Taylor's team? Now, I don't think the person who had the scarf, who said they wanted it to get it back to Taylor, like really knew it would like blow up because that's when they started retracting and getting nervous and not wanting to, you know, come forward. So, what had happened is a lot of people reached out and they were like, I know Taylor's publicist. I know Taylor's stylist. I know Taylor's manager. So everyone was willing to help and and try to contact Taylor to let her know that this person has the scarf and wants to get it back to her. Somebody text messaged her manager and he was the person who in the end was the one to verify that it indeed was the scarf through picture proof they showed taylor a picture of the scarf that this person had they said taylor will know can you send a a better picture of the scarf because they had a picture of the girl wearing the scarf but they asked can you send a better picture of the scarf taylor will know the minute she sees it if it's the scarf so that whole transaction went on she confirmed it was the scarf she said she wanted it back And I kind of, at that point, I kind of, like, bowed out of, like, the because I was just the go-between. I was the in-between between the person who knew the manager and the person who had the scarf. And I was just trying to connect everybody. So, at one point, I just sort of, like, took a step back and I was like, I don't want to be involved in this, like, whatever. The person who has the scarf decides to do with the scarf. I'm going to leave that up to them. They were very, very nervous that it would get out how they got the scarf and they were going to get in trouble. So what I want to ask you guys is like, I think people thought that I was bullshitting and I just want to say if I was bullshitting, like I feel like somebody from her team or somebody would have said this story is not true. Secondly, like I have text messages From her manager, not to me, but I have like screenshots of the text messages from her manager, you know, sort of discussing this situation. Um, And thirdly, like, I really have no reason to lie. I was just honestly trying to get Taylor her scarf back if she wanted it. I didn't know it was going to it was such like a big thing or it was going to be such a big thing afterwards. I want to know if you guys believe my story basically
1: so yeah i i did i i was around for that the 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 scarf gate you know i always thought the scarf was just a metaphor for like um you know innocence and heartache and and whatever so when i read it at first i was like okay this is like i'm not actually sure if this is true or not and then the more that you went into it i was like wow maybe maybe there really is a scarf um you know because maggie gyllenhaal had said she had no clue what you know anyone was talking about when she went on um the show with Andy Cohen. What do you think, Liz?
2: There was so much press when this happened. And I remember I was following the account, I was following it on your stories too, and I was also following the press cycle around this and just how many newslets were picking up the fact that A, the scarf exists, just like Steven said, and B, is she going to get it back? Like, I think she's going to get it back. And then, you know, Diane Warwick was tweeting that she was going to pay for the postage to get the (laughs) scarf back. So, like, this was a moment. I don't know why people wouldn't believe you other than, like, the gain of publicity, which you already have. You already have the ear, like, half of the people that are interested in the work that you do, if not all the people that are interested in this realm of the internet. So I don't really know what you and your account had to gain by lying about this. Um, If the question is like, do I believe you? Yeah, I believed you the second that you started posting because you get so much fake news in your inbox and in your DMs uh, that you don't share. So if you really thought there was some truth to it, like of course you would post it and share it. Right. Um, Like
3: I... I don't think I I know I wouldn't, you know, put my own like accountability on the line by being like this girl has the scarf if I didn't believe it. And believe me, like if I could post the receipts, I would, but my at the end of the day, like my number one priority is protecting my sources. And this person was 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 getting really nervous, like as this was progressing.
2: I think it's also something really interesting to consider in all of this is just how effective Taylor's PR team is. Like the Taylor camp is so tight. The stories that the public gets spread across multiple outlets, like are stories that the team does not mind being out there. Since twenty sixteen, it's been rare that we've had these national headlines about Taylor Swift that her team has not obviously had a hand in. Um, So the second that the story was circulating in a way where it was clear that her team was aware of it, and yet they continued the narrative without really interfering in it, that's really when I think everyone should have clued in. Like, oh, there must be validity to this, because when does Tree Payne not handle a situation that she does not want public? Like, she always comes through
3: that's such a good point that is such a good point they saw that it was causing this like huge moment in you know pop culture history and they were like we're we're riding this wave and as they should i mean it was literally at the that week it was every headline it was like every headline it was on every instagram account um and that's why i think like people thought i was just like jumping on that ban- bandwagon but had that person not reached out to me, I wouldn't even have posted about it. You know, like I think it's pretty clear. Like I, I like Taylor Swift, Swift's music. I don't know nearly as much as like, you know, the Swifties know about her music and her life. Like I'm on the peripheral. So I post the Taylor Swift stuff for you guys. You know, I don't post it. I have no, you know, agenda other than just get sharing information. Um, that I think the fans will enjoy. Like I said, if I could have posted the receipts, I totally would have, but the person who had the scarf was getting really nervous about legal action. Not oh, by Taylor. Um, not by Taylor.
1: But however, she got the scarf.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the whole reason I wanted to talk about this also is just to let everyone listening know that I don't have an update. I don't know if she ever sent the scarf back to Taylor because I could sense she was getting nervous about the situation. I didn't want to press. I was the middleman at that point. I I did my job. I connected her to someone on Taylor's team.
1: I think you, uh, you know, respectfully bowed out, and um, obviously you want to protect your sources and you know, have a level of respect for them as well.
0: Ferris, what do you think one of the biggest health challenges? Oh, for are. sure, weight management. Exactly. Yo-yo dieting, losing weight, putting it back on, Trying the latest fad, it not working. Exactly. Feeling like a failure. Feeling like a failure is the worst feeling when it comes to weight loss. And then getting discouraged. What if I told you I knew of something that could help with this? I would 100% want to know. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes. So you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. That's amazing. And I love how it's over a year. That's so important for sustainability. Exactly. The slow weight loss. The slow burn. (laughs) Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. Medication costs are separate. That's r o dot c o slash d e u x.
1: But I have a question. You know what boggles my mind is. You know why would Taylor want the scarf back? You know, like if my ex had like something from two thousand and twelve, like I'd be like, you could burn it. (laughs) Like you know what I mean?
3: I think because it just. At that point, like I said, that week it became such a moment in pop culture history that like people were messaging me and they were like, She should send the scarf to the Smithsonian. Like mm. that's like, you know how iconic the scarf was that maybe, I don't know, maybe she wanted to like put it in a shadow box and like hang it in her studio and like you know yeah. what I mean? It's like at this point, it's such like an iconic piece of pop culture history that I'd want it back if I were her. I don't know. Liz, what do you think?
2: I don't know about y'all, but there are certainly items in the world and houses that I will never return to that I want back. Not because I want those things back, but because it's mine. And knowing that someone else has it doesn't sit with me the right way. <laughs> so if I was Taylor, yeah, I'd want my damn scarf back after I wrote this like amazing 10-minute anthem and short story involving it. Absolutely give it back. Also, it was a cute scarf. So like let's get superficial here for a second. Like I would scarf? want it back. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're right. If I had a Gucci scarf, I'd probably want that back too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she probably has multiple Gucci scarves, but I feel like it's a principal matter now too. Like out of sheer, like how long is this dragged on for? I would rather me have it and get rid of it than anyone else have it. Like yes, just give it back.
1: Yeah, and they have the they have that display in Nashville um what is that in the country music yeah the taylor swift yeah.
2: education center yes yes, yes. So put maybe it the in scarf- the education center and teach the children <laughs>
1: the,
2: the, oh the scarf my God. belongs there
1: <laughs> that's
3: such a good idea okay scarf girl if you're listening by any chance like maybe just send it anonymously to the taylor swift education center Like, that's such a good idea. Okay, well, that's out of the way. So if anyone has any more questions, like, feel free to ask me in the DMs. But I said all I can say on that. The next topic I want to discuss is engagement rumors. Now, I've gone on record and I feel like I'm going to die on this hill. I 100% believe that she is engaged um, right before I hopped on with you guys. And I was doing a and a today's Tuesday, on Instagram. And I had mentioned that um, I was recording this podcast tonight. And then I also answered a question that she'll be touring in 2023. And somebody responded and said, yeah, not touring this year because she'll be getting married this year. So I want to know your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, I think that's so interesting because, you know... No one's going to know really until Taylor posts about it or does it in her own way. I think you mentioned that how she, she probably would write it in a song or something. I think personally, like in my own opinion, I think that, um, she probably is engaged. You know, they, they have been together for what, four or five years now. And you know, they're, they're definitely in love and super happy and they are able to, um, you know, maintain, you know a privacy level that she hasn't had with like any relationship really and you know i think especially during covid you know if they were like quarantined together you know that definitely puts tests on the relationship and so i think it's i think it's very interesting and i i would be extremely happy for her if that is the truth and um you know taylor if you're listening i don't need to be invited to the wedding you know maybe just stick me outside <laughs> and <I> just <laughs> use the binoculars
2: <laughs> we'll be security oh yeah um, uh, I'm if this is true, then I'm so happy that she finally is having a somewhat private moment in her life. Like the fact that we have not gotten a huge, splashy like front page cover story about her being engaged with engagement photos and the whole nine yards. Um, I think is really telling of what she wants of her life and and the way that she's perceived in the press and and with the life that she's had over the past decade plus doing music and press and publicity and public relationships. Uh, So I, if they're getting married this year, if they're engaged, like whatever's happening behind the scenes, I'm so happy for them to keep it low key and private for as long as they can. And I think someone that has had such a ride through what it means to have a public relationship and the many times Taylor's been subjected to all that entails, like good for her for, for being able to keep things on the DL for as long as she has, I think it's such a feat for her to accomplish and really speaks to the quality of the people around her. Um, I also think that it, I totally agree with everything that Steven said. I think that it is probably likely that this is all true and that this is all happening. I wouldn't be surprised if she did something similar to what Miley and Liam did when they got married. Remember how they just kind of posted all the photos on Instagram and they're like, yeah, you missed this. Like we're married now. And then it became a headline in retrospect. I feel like she might do something similar where it's like someday down the road, she'll just share the photos and the moments and be like, well, it's true. You heard it on the album. I'm married now. Whatever. Like it's done. Yeah. With
1: paper rings.
2: Yes, exactly.
3: Yeah, I agree. Like, I, I think it's, it's definitely a testament to the people she surrounds herself with that she's able to keep her relationship so private. Um, do the fans
1: like Joe? Yes, absolutely. Um, he just did something, I think he was just doing an interview for something and he said something along the lines of, I'm extremely happy in a monogamous relationship. And, uh, I, like, I us to get right on Twitter and be like, we must protect this man at all costs. Um, I'm definitely, I definitely love Joe. You know, they seem like an amazing couple and I'm just so happy for her.
2: I personally love Joe. I love the art that they make together, the songs he's co-written with her. And who knows what else he's kind of working on with her behind the scenes, whether it be inspiration for the short film or merch or like, who knows, um, but whatever it is that they're doing, it's clearly working and it's clearly making them both happy uh, I think as a fan, that's all you ever want for the people that you support. Obviously, in every fan community, there's a billion sides to every single story and narrative. So I'm I'm sure there are people that dislike Joe for some reason or another. But um, I mean, you can't really argue with someone's happiness, especially right. when it's this healthy.
3: That's such a good point. Okay, let's discuss. Now, I got a few blind items about some collabs that she's doing. And I don't, I want to know if you guys had heard of any of these. Um, There's a lipstick rumor. There's a bourbon rumor. And then most recently, there is a bridal jewelry rumor that will be sold exclusively at a major department store that I don't want to say which one. What do you think about those?
2: Well, okay, I have a a very small point to raise. I'm not asking you to confirm or not confirm, but if that department store was to be Macy's, I'm pretty sure Taylor's done exclusive work with Macy's in the past. Like, I'm thinking way back to the original Red Era. Is it Macy's? Yeah. That checks out for me.
1: For Macy's, right, you're talking about for the bridal jewelry? Yes. So, you know, she's been partnering with Kathy Waterman um, you know, to make her, she wore yes. the original love. Yeah, so she's been wearing, doing that. She wore that love ring when she was first writing Red um, back in 2011, I think. And then she had Kathy um, create the Red Ring, which is actually on the new Taylor's version of Red on the cover. So no no diss to Macy's, but I feel like Kathy Waterman might be a little bit too luxury <laughs> for Macy's. So I, I like... You know, I could see her doing like a jewelry line with Kathy and, you know, having it, you know, through her brand. Um, you know, unless like obviously from a business standpoint, she creates like something that's, uh, you know, more affordable to, you know, the fan base or whatever. Then de- I could definitely see that.
3: Well, Kathy Waterman, first of all, like I know her name is now popular because of Taylor, but she's been a celebrity jeweler for decades. So she's been around forever. She actually also a while ago, like a long time ago, had a line with QVC. Oh wow! She is a she is a luxury celebrity ju- uh, jeweler, but you know, like a, a lot of luxury brands. Like she made a line that was affordable and it was sold on QVC and it was really really cool. It was and it was um it was all real, like it was like fourteen karat gold or like whatever materials she was using. So. For her to do something and partner with Taylor and do something for Macy's is fucking genius. If that's what it is, I love her jewelry. I don't know. I know you guys like all know her from the the ring and whatnot. But like I said, she's been around for decades. Um, so she's incredible. I, yeah, she's
2: incredible. I don't really know who else could fit the bill for that. Like I'm trying to think of other celebrities that are kind of having jewelry moments. That oh might... no, it's
3: it's Taylor. It's 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 Taylor and. It's it is Taylor. The blind oh, item. Incredible. I wrote the blind item. <laughs> <Beautiful>. <laughs>
2: but, the,
3: but the blind <laughs> item was given to me from, you know, another source. It was given to me through like a DM and I made it into a blind item. But it was Taylor. The bourbon was also I think I wrote Taylor. I don't even think I made it a blind item, but that was also sent to me in a DM. I don't know about that. I mean, I know there was a mention of an old-fashioned in one of her songs, I believe, so people think that she likes bourbon, so maybe that makes sense.
2: Stephen, I'll I'll let you take this one because I, I know that you'll say it better than, than I can, but Taylor is known for talking about different alcohols in her songs, so not surprising yeah, to me. Yeah,
1: she's... I mean, you know, she she does talk about many different kinds, um, but like in Getaway Car, you know, she says like we were cursed, you know, from the first Old Fashioned or whatever. She talks about whiskey a lot. So I would not be surprised if the bourbon or whiskey area was true. And to be honest, I'd be the first one in line to buy that because I love whiskey.
3: Ooh, okay. <laughs> um,
1: oh, yeah. I would totally buy that in a second, I'd probably buy like 20 bottles and just, you know, store them somewhere. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean, I just want to say I don't know if I don't know if any of these um, product collabs are true. It's just things that rumors that I've heard. The last one I want to talk about, which was not from a reliable source, it did not come in through the DMs. It came in through email, so I don't know if it was just the fans trying to manifest this, but was the the lipstick? What do you guys know about that? I've heard like starting or putting out like a red lipstick or a line of lipsticks. Go ahead, Liz. <laughs> okay, <laughs>
2: um, so there's been a lot of talk when Rare Beauty was first announced, like we're going back to that point in time. um, And when people were saying that, wouldn't it make so much sense for Taylor to do a lipstick with Selena and Rare Beauty um, and to do an iconic red lip for the red era. And it was kind of this whole conversation of people hoping and wishing that Taylor would do a collab with Selena. And I feel like people have been saying this like since the dawn of time that the two of them should do a project together, whether it be music or merchandise or makeup or whatever. Um, I think that it's always made sense for Taylor to do an iconic red lip and release it. I thought for sure if that was if that was in a plan to have happen, it would be attached to the red era. So I honestly was a little bit surprised that that didn't happen. Um, and when we're looking ahead to what's coming up, like we have a couple different eras to look to, none of which are, particularly attached to lipstick. I would say 1989 definitely has attachment to lipstick, like with her lyrics in that era, uh, red lip classic thing that you like from style, for instance. So maybe there's a timing that makes sense for that to happen. Um, Maybe I could see it in collaboration with Rare Beauty or or another makeup line, not necessarily that one. Uh, But I also just feel like I've heard this rumor for like 10 years and I'm kind of like, if she wanted to do it, she would have done it a long time ago.
3: Right. Okay. So I'm on the same page now that you again broke it down for me. I appreciate that. So I am going to say that I think that the lipstick blind that was sent in via email is just was from fans. And I'm going to say that the bourbon and the jewelry could be a possibility. That's what I'm going to say from everything you I have said. a
2: bit of a hot take if you want to hear it about course, like, yeah. Taylor and commercialism, I suppose. Yeah. Let's hear it. At the beginning of Taylor's career, like I'm, I'm going back to red here specifically, like Taylor had so much commercial efforts that she did. We had like the Keds collaboration during 1989. We had the subway, um, cups, like the, you know, when you go to subway, you get a random drink for the drink fountain. Like her face was on the cups for a while, the Coke cans, the, I'm pretty sure she had back to school supplies at some point. I, I might be fuzzy on that though. I know she did, uh, card line like you go buy birthday cards and different things that were from the taylor swift brand um and i personally i just feel like we're going to hit a point soon if we're not already there where this idea of taylor doing these commercial releases is kind of done for me like she's kind of done the mass rollout of different collaborations she's Kind of, you know, looked at all the major partners and already done pieces with lots of them over the years. I think something like bourbon or bridal jewelry makes sense for where she is in her life now. I just think at a general scale, you can see that her interest is so much more in finding really specific projects and and going the full way that she can with a certain art piece so for instance when she did Cats and she was so regardless of what you think of the movie Cats she was so into that moment and working with and understanding the Broadway community and making connections and really immersing herself in that experience and we got a lot of cool art and a lot of cool pieces because of that that to me it's hard to wrap my head around like why why would she want to do a bridal line. Like, why would she want to do bourbon? Like it, it just doesn't make sense to me with where we currently are. Um, so I, my, my hot take, my big prediction is that once we're done the re-records and we're back into the land of, we don't know what she's doing next. I, I think it's likely to, that we'd see less and less and less of this kind of commercial effort. But that's just my own speculation from being in this community for a long time. Okay, I mean that makes sense.
1: That's definitely very interesting. I I, I have to say though, I think a lipstick line though would be pretty genius. Yeah. Um,
2: oh, I'd buy the whole thing. Gay- <laughs> yeah, I mean
1: I don't. I'm gay. I don't wear make- makeup though, but I would still buy every single piece. <laughs> just like stick them on my shelf. Um, but I have to say, like from a business standpoint, like that would sell. Like, she would, like, I know she probably has a ton, you know, already has a ton of money, but that would sell, like, so well, and I think that would be amazing. You know, like, a bourbon thing, you know, if she's trying to move from, you know, because she was kind of regarded as, like, a, um, you know, an artist for, like, the younger generation, right? You know, it was, they kind of had this idea of Taylor having, like, a young fan base, and I feel like now that she's in her 30s, you know, like, I'm in my 30s, you know, I think a bourbon line would be so fitting for, you know, this kind of different mature, you know, how she aged, um, you know, into her career. But, you know, again, like you're definitely right, Liz, like she, she hasn't really done any kind of commercial, you know, products in a while like that. And, um, she's kind of just moving into like, you know, getting her songs in movies, like how her version of wireless dreams was in, um, the movie about, you know, the horse spirit, um, spirit untamed. I yes. Think it's called. Yep. So like, I could totally see her doing that. And, um, I, I, I would be, I would love for her to come out with like a, a red classic lip for 1989. Like, I think that would be awesome. But I I don't know if she would make it, like, so commercial. I think it might just be on her website.
3: Wouldn't, if she's getting married, wouldn't a bridal jewelry line make sense, though?
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, you know, her song, Lover, when she's like, my heart's been borrowed and yours has been blue, you know, that, like, touches on, like, some of the classic things about weddings, you know, something borrowed, something blue. So I I definitely think that would make sense as well. But I feel like if she was focusing on the re-recordings, possibly a TS-10 album coming out. I just don't know when she would have the time, really.
3: Right. Well, I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, I I agree with all of your opinions, but at the end of the day, you know, it's still a business. And I think that if a celebrity has an opportunity to, you know, make money doing something, they're going to do it. So, you know, I totally agree. So, you know, this might not even be on her... Radar and just be things that are being talked about, but will never come into fruition as far as the bourbon and the jewelry.
0: Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, Two Doors Cinema Club, Whitney Cummings, and many more for way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit livenation.com concertweek to buy now. That's livenation.com concertweek concert week to buy now.
3: Okay, so let's move on to the next topic, which is I want to know what your predictions are for what she's releasing next. Now, I get emails, uh, DMs all the time, and I think that I've been posting this for months now. You know, people saying, like, Taylor's releasing something new every month, or she has so much in store for her fans. Just, like, very vague sort of tips i've been getting for like the past couple months and i just want to know what you guys predict is going to be next for her
1: there's so many theories going around but um she was releasing an album every two years in october and november and so you know not that she's necessarily going to do this again you know every two years on the mark or whatever but she hasn't released you know a new like non-rerecorded album since 2020 and so my predictions for this year is I think that we're going to get two re-recordings and a, a TS-10. And I think TS-10 is going to be um, something, you know, definitely pop-wise like Reputation or 1989. I think that the the folk era of folklore and Evermore, you know, I think that's kind of... She's kind of moved on, even though there was a whole theory about Woodvale being, you know, a trilogy or whatever.
2: Oh, my God. We cannot say yeah. that word. The whole, the whole Swiftie community is going to start coming for this podcast if we open up the Woodvale can of worms, Stephen.
1: The w- Woodvale invisible string theory and the yes. Coney Island oh, theory. Oh, my God.
3: I don't know what that is. Do you, don't tell me because I'm sure every... Well, just tell me a little bit just in case somebody doesn't
1: know. She released multiple versions of Folklore. Um, there was one called the Hide and Seek album, and on that album, she had the word Woodvale in very small letters um, up in the trees, you know, on the an, on an album called Hide and Seek. Right, so we were thinking that Woodvale was possibly the name of a third album, or some sort of the name for a trilogy. So if you have one set of a you know of a trilogy, that's a one and a three, and that's a thirteen, which obviously. You know taylor is obsessed with the number 13 just like me i was born on the 13th so i get it so one trilogy woodvale trilogy you know three albums one three 13 um taylor shut that down and said it was just a mistake she thought that she was just trying to um put a word in there that had the same amount of letters as folklore because um she didn't want it to leak and um So part of me thinks that, you know, she has lied in the past and she, you know, she admits to that. Um, So part of me thinks that might have been a lie. But then what I found very interesting was like, I think like a week or two later, or maybe a month later, I don't know when, they released a Woodvale set, something on her website. And I kind of think that was like a deflection, you know, throw people off. So maybe Woodvale has something to do with a trilogy. Maybe it has something to do with TS-10. But then this whole thing came out about Project Acorn, Do you remember that, Liz?
2: Oh, my God. Continue. So now,
1: so it's like, okay, she said she was leaving the woods at the end of Evermore, right? You know, like, it's time to go is her bonus track. So I took that as like, okay, it's time to leave this era. In the video for Willow, she's leaving the cabin in the woods. And it looks like she's trying to, you know, escape this folklorian land. So, you know, I almost took that as like, okay, you know, what, where would she be headed? And then... The other bonus track was the lakes. So I actually had my own theory that she, the third album would be called something like Lake Shore or something like we oh left. Oh my the god! Words. You
2: are a lake con- like conspiracy theorist. I, You're I on am. that side of this.
1: <laughs> I am. <laughs> what I the am. fuck
2: is
3: going on? I I don't even know. I feel like I took like a train to like crazy town right now i have no idea what you guys are talking about but go <laughs> if ahead you keep go, if you go on tiktok go down the
2: rabbit hole there are okay. so many theories i'm it's like so all fun.
3: set like I, I know i listen i respect you guys so hard is this shit real or are you guys just like making shit up like is it real or are you guys just like making up these theories do you really think that she
1: has this mindset yes and she she's she's told us in interviews she does like the one she did recently um what was it with fallon
2: Remember, or with this, it was Stephen Colbert, maybe, and they had the big board with all the Easter eggs on it.
1: Yeah, with Hey Stephen wasn't about, yes, Stephen, and then you know, the whole pizza thing. (laughs) Like,
2: yeah, it's
1: it is kind of crazy. You know, we definitely go to Clown Town, as um, you know, Twitter Swifties call us, you know, clowning. Um, but she in our clown era,
2: I think that's what I've read a lot. We're in our clown era.
1: Definitely in the clown era. But but Taylor admits she said she even plans Easter eggs like three years in advance.
2: Yeah. If you I look mean, at the if you look at the look what you made me do music video, it tells the entire story of her re-recordings being sold and how she's felt about it. And she continually says that we won't understand the full music video until all of the re-recordings are done. And with every new album that comes out, you can go back and rewatch that video and you can start putting even more pieces together about what we're what, what she's been through and and what she wants people to know about her experience. And I think that in an age where she knows she's going to be a headline, regardless of what she does, uh, the Easter eggs are a really cool way of telling more to the fans and, you know, giving fans codes to unlock and, and to kind of grasp onto as a way of telling us a little bit more of the story without it necessarily becoming like these huge headlines are huge, like salacious pieces in the press just because you're not going to write a front page story about like a nanosecond of a music video
3: right but but we'll talk about it and we'll say
2: oh we know what she's doing there we have a little bit more insight into what she this is her
3: way to secretly communicate with the fans
2: yeah and i mean i never thought to be honest i never
3: honestly thought of thought about it like that but you're right and it's to
1: build hype you know
3: right but you're right she's not like a tabloid person
1: yeah, and she doesn't do a ton of promo either. So, you know, her Easter eggs, I think, are, are definitely, you know, the hype and what brings you know the Swifties back, you know, coming back for more, more clowning, if if you will. Um, but yeah, I mean, the 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 point when between nineteen eighty nine and Reputation, I don't think I like even went on her page like once for like three months, which is shocking, you know, like. This definitely keeps people coming back, keeps us interested. Um, we have fun with it. And it's just, it's just fun to theorize, you know.
3: I respect you guys. I respect your hustle. I respect your Listen, brains.
2: If you want like a point to see just how clown town Swifties can be, you should tweet, someone tell me what the five hole in the fence theory is. You're mentions will explode
3: i will kill you if this if they start yelling at me liz i'm gonna fucking kill you okay what am i tweeting
2: what Uh, say swifties what is the five holes in the fence theory
1: swifties oh man what you 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 guys are
2: getting me in trouble (laughs) it's an instagram post that she made and it was she thought it looked cool and swifties took it way too far about the next album coming out. And she had to make a statement explaining that it was just a nice aesthetic Instagram photo. Uh, but people will fill you in. If you tweet it, you'll get all the screenshots.
3: Okay. Swifties. What is the five holes in the fence theory? I'm sure I'm going to get like rats or something. <laughs> and I'm trying to think if I get threatened by the Swifties that might just be the Harry style fans. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Done. Okay. So if you guys are listening to this podcast and you saw this tweet on tuesday you'll know that liz strong-armed me into tweeting this no honestly you didn't strong-arm me i'm just fucking curious now like what oh it's art. it's getting likes it's getting likes
2: give it like three minutes like I'm don't scared. look at your phone for three minutes and then okay, okay. see what people are saying to you okay I'm i scared. just liked it <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay,
3: so, okay, so I have a little tip that I told you guys before we started recording that somebody told me literally an hour ago, they said that Taylor has a new song coming out with a movie trailer. Ooh. Do you guys know anything about that?
2: What movie trailers are coming
3: out? They didn't, they didn't say, and I didn't have time to like ask them cause I had to like hop on. That's why I kind of like, somebody goes, is this a, t- is this an Easter egg? Oh great! <laughs> you guys, you just like started. Taylor posted a photo, and we all thought the holes were a countdown. It actually turned out to just be five holes in a fence, and somebody put a clown face. Oh my god, so funny! Okay, if uh, oh. you guys started like this, now everyone's gonna think like that. I'm trying to like tell them something I heard um i so think weird. people
2: should respect you for wanting to dig in deep with us i think it's a fun way of saying you're doing your homework
3: well you guys are nice like that's why i don't that's why i like pick the swifties first because like they're they're pretty nice you know like everyone's like i'm sure i've gotten some scathing messages but like for the most part like the taylor swift fans like they're i've said this before really passionate so like uh, if they're if they come across as like aggressive, I take that more as passion than you know something negative. Whereas like the Harry Styles fans' aggression like is scary. Do you know what I mean? So like that's why I'm like I'm I like interacting with you guys because it's fun, even though some people you know get mad at me. But um, I think okay. I
2: think our community is really interesting because we've seen what happens to someone who gets put through the worst of the internet. Um, 2016 was such an interesting time to try and be a Taylor Swift fan online. And that doesn't even hold a candle to what Taylor went through, obviously. Um, so I think that's why Swifties get this reputation of being nice in a way, because it's we, we've seen how horrible it can be and, and the toll it can take on people. So why would we inflict that on others? Obviously, I yeah. cannot speak for every single person <laughs> in the universe when I say that. But I think it's a, that's a pretty general statement that a lot of people might feel identity. I feel like they identify with.
3: I got it. Um, Okay. So just to reiterate, like a lot of theories going on about new music. I just heard a new new Taylor Swift song is coming out with a movie trailer. I'm sorry. I don't have any more information because I had to hop on this podcast. Um, And again, like all my sources just keep saying like Taylor's going to be spoiling her fans. Like a lot of Taylor this year, a lot of Taylor this year. So um, I don't have any specific information. But as you guys know, like if I get any, I will post. For sure.
2: So can I can I clown for a second? Can I yeah, clown sure. on the pod? I hope it's for <laughs> Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. Uh, Wanda is going to have her villain arc. I would love for it to be set to a Taylor Swift song. That I'm a awesome. big Marvel fan. I post a lot about Marvel on my TikTok account. Um, so if anyone okay. follows me over there, you'll you'll feel the Wanda stand vibes.
1: I was thinking it's actually going to be for um, Ryan Reynolds' new movie, The Atom Project.
2: Oh, brilliant.
1: Because I think that, I don't think the trailer actually came out yet, even though I know it's coming, the movie's coming out on March 11th, I believe. But how cool would that be if it was something to do with, like, going back in time or something?
3: Yeah, it could be. I mean, his, the premiere was last night. So I would be surprised if the trailer wasn't out somewhere.
1: Yeah, I just, I saw something and, you know, the video that was just posted on his Instagram, I think yesterday or something, it was like, Oh, you're watching this before the trailer came out, so that's why maybe I'm confused, but I don't
0: know. Oh, got you, got you. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades
3: The next topic I just want to touch on briefly is I want your both your opinions. Uh, and this is this is something I get asked, you know, from time to time. At one point, it was I was getting asked it all the time. Um, and then it kind of like weaned off. But I want to know why you guys think everyone is so fascinated with Taylor's friendship with Carly Kloss. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I think there's a lot of. Good reason to be interested in Carly Kloss and Taylor Swift and everything that's happened with them over the years in the public realm. Um, and I think when we went through the Red Era, we saw really clearly, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal becoming the point of conversation, not just because of the stories that Taylor's told and what's happened in the press, but because of the songs that have come out and the stories that we've been given through the extended All Too Well short film and and song and people just wanting to understand what happened in that era, like what was actually happening at that time. Like we weren't looking at Taylor Swift when that was happening and and clearly some drama went down. So how can we all catch up? Um, I actually hosted a countdown to Red Party the night that the album came out and we talked about it and we, and we broke down, like if you missed it, like here's what happened in that relationship. And this is how the community reacted to it. And I think that Carly Kloss is another example of a prominent person in Taylor's life that if you weren't there, like you want to go down the rabbit hole and understand a little bit of why they were so significant to each other and how it kind of came crashing down around them in the last few years. Uh, And I think it's particularly relevant with, 1989 Taylor's version coming out because there's no 1989 era without Carly Kloss. Like those are two connected pieces of the puzzle that can never be unconnected. The original 1989 era, we're talking 2014, one of the biggest tours that went around the world that year and Carly was all over it. We're talking Victoria's secret fashion show. We're talking Taylor moving to New York and kind of carving this new identity for herself. Um, and there's so much press and there's so many rabbit holes you can go fall down on, on TikTok and YouTube and timelines of their relationship and the Instagram posts and the edited captions and what did or didn't happen. But I think the reason why it's so interesting is because whatever they were to each other, it's so enviable like everybody wants to have a best friend that they're that close with. Everyone wants to have a person that you can rise up alongside and you can confide in and, and feel comfortable with. Um, and I think a lot of people saw that desire reflected in the public relationship that they had. They were two of the most powerful women holding hands, walking down the Victoria Secret runway in 2014, like that held ground, you know, they... We're on stage together at the London date of the 1989 tour with like Gigi Hadid and Kendall Jenner and all kinds of other wonderful women like that holds ground. Um, I think that there's a piece of the conversation that's also important to say if we're going to talk about Carly Kloss where there's a lot of fans that believe that they're romantically linked. And I think just as a general statement, it's so dangerous if you're doing pop co- pop culture commentary to assume anyone's sexuality or to deem anything as romantic when it's not been confirmed. Um, so to anyone that's new to the Taylor Swift fandom or, or is new listening to this podcast that may not know, uh, they've never been confirmed publicly as romantically linked They've been called sisters, they've been called best friends and besties and all of this and extremely close, but neither of their camps have ever confirmed publicly that they were romantically linked. Uh, And you might hear otherwise as you venture through the internet. But certainly the fact is they were very close for many, many years, inseparable, and now they're no longer so.
3: Right. And I want to reiterate what you said. Um, I've obviously heard, you know, from sources that they were romantically linked, but it was never confirmed. It was all just rumor based, you know, um, just like one of those almost like, I don't want to say like an urban legend, but just like one of those things that like that a rumor that spread. So people started to believe it was true
2: these, there's lots of rabbit holes that like show quote unquote evidence and all of these things. So if you are to look into it, you like to anyone listening that might want to go and and read these articles or fall down the YouTube rabbit hole, you know, there's lots of people that talk about it as fact. Um, And there's, if you go into the blinds and like the history, like especially 2016 to 2019, there are so many blinds that talk about Carly and Taylor are going to do this, or they're going to do this event together, or they're going to make this statement together. Uh, and, like, who knows what was actually going to happen during those years. But I think that it's just so important to know that their camps never confirmed it. And because of what's happened with Taylor's Masters and the, you know, owning of her records and the Scooter Braun piece of the puzzle, like, they're no, they're no longer in each other's lives.
1: And isn't Carly Kloss managed by Scooter Braun?
2: Mm-hmm. Sure is. So
1: I'm not actually one of these Swifties who... Um, have been very interested in it. and after doing some research, you know she, Je- I think even Jennifer Lawrence had an interview once where she said something like, I would love to know what happened. you know, so I think that the, the fact that there's this level of mystery to it is what hooks people into, you know coming back and you know asking questions about you know what went on, what went on you know, I think it's just like that whole it's like watching a crime show or something you know, there's that mystery level and you want to know what happened. and so, You know also regarding like the sexuality thing you know i was with a woman for many years and i had people all the time come up to me and be like oh you're definitely gay or something you know and it's like so i don't even i don't even bother to speculate about people's you know sexuality because i went through that and it really hurt me at the time um you know so who knows really what went on, what went down. I have a feeling that if they did have a fallout, it probably had something to do with, you know, maybe like loose lips, sink ships kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I agree. And I agree, like, uh, who cares, like, if they had a relationship? I'm more interested, honestly, in why they f- weren't friends anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, who cares what, what kind of relationship they had? But, like, to, to have someone be a best friend in your life and then not have them be in your life anymore that's like a pretty big thing and i'm sure we could all relate to that i know i can um and it's something i still think about to this day you know like yeah. how that relationship fell apart and yeah. how you were just I, I so totally yeah like how you were so close with somebody and like they were such a part of your life and um you know now they're not for whatever reason so uh, yeah, yeah. I'm and, more-
1: and you know what i I think that comes down to two main reasons, right? One is either you have a falling out or two, you grow and change and you realize that this is not a friend you want to keep. But there's like a, there's like a whole theory, you know, on Evermore and um, the bonus track, it's time to go. She says when the words of a sister come back in whispers that prove she was not, you know, a lot of people are speculating that that's about Carly and I don't speculate, but if you, in context to this conversation if you think about that you know it's like okay words of a sister you know what people have called carly and taylor almost like sisters you know come back in whispers that prove she was not you know i really think that if they did end um in a falling out it was probably due to you know something going on with not keeping you know taylor's privacy um sacred or whatever because at the end of the day one of the things Taylor values most is her privacy.
3: That makes sense. That makes sense. Wait, now just remind me when she was friends with Carly, <laughs> was she dating Jake or was that um, before?
2: No, that was before. No. Okay. That was during the speak now era when she was. Okay. with Jake.
3: Okay. Got it. Cause I was thinking like maybe cause you know, Jake Gyllenhaal, I mean, besides the whole relationship with Taylor Swift, like, I don't know if you guys know, but he doesn't have the best reputation behind the scenes. And um, I've definitely posted blinds about him that haven't been revealed, but um, I've heard things, and you know they're not. Some are good, some are fine, but some are eh, not so fine. So I was just wondering if maybe her relationship with Jake, like maybe Carly was like, this guy's a dick, you know, and maybe <laughs> yeah. that's. But no, okay, I see. Um, well. Unfortunately, we're out of time. There's so much more I could talk to you guys about. I so enjoyed hearing your insights because, you know, there's only so much you could discuss with people in the DMs. Like, I love having these live conversations. Um, It's helped me learn a lot. Um, So I really, really appreciate you guys being here.
2: It was so fun. Happy to talk about Taylor literally anytime. I do it on my own for fun anyway. (laughs) So anytime. Yeah.
1: Thanks for having me. Yeah, of yes, course. Yes, thank you so much. This was very fun.
3: Okay, I'm so glad you guys had a good experience. Like, see guys, it's like not that scary. It wasn't that scary. We just had like a chat. Actually, like I said, it, it was totally, this was totally selfish. I just needed to learn more about Taylor. So I wanted you guys to like give me an education. Um, So I appreciate, again, you guys coming on. Just remind everyone how they could find you on your socials. Liz?
2: Yeah, I'm Producer Liz. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at Producer Liz. I talk about uh, Taylor a lot. We talk about PR. And I do a live show every week where we talk about the pop culture currently happening and try and give some history and context so that you can enjoy it, no matter how much you know or don't know. Uh, gatekeeping sucks, and you're allowed to be a fan with whatever context you have. So we make some space to make that a little bit easier. Steven?
1: Yeah, so you can find me on TikTok. It's Stop at StopItSteven. Um, or on Twitter, it's SwiftySteve. Um, You know, again, my my boyfriend and I on TikTok, we just kind of poke fun at our age gap relationship, um, try to do it through humor. Um, And yeah, if you, you know, if you ever want to reach out, message me on Instagram. It's also stop at Steven. And I reply to everyone. So thank you guys so much.
3: Thank you guys. And I want you to know the tweets blowing up. Somebody just retweeted and said, don't get me started. Somebody said basically chief clown era. Um, So you guys... God, you guys know your fellow Swifties very well. I'm very impressed. That did set it off. You guys are good. You guys are good. Don't ask. I gotta don't ask. Um <laughs> I'm
2: so excited to follow this tweet over the coming days. You should definitely like quote tweet it with the link to this podcast. Oh, a hundred
3: percent. I'm gonna quote incredible. tweet it. Why did That's I ask awesome. this? Um, please, please. Listen to this podcast thank you guys again so much for being here um i hope that we did the swifties justice i was nervous to do this um i just want everyone to know because i wanted to do taylor swift justice i this was not supposed to be like a bashing or hating or gossiping session it was just a chat so i hope we did her justice and thank you guys so much and thanks everyone for listening That's it for today. Thanks so much for listening to Do You. New episodes will air every Thursday. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13 Studios. Please listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. For more
0: info, you can also follow me on Instagram at Moi.